You are listening to the Sweet Empowerment Podcast with Kristen Brown, where we upgrade our relationships and life by applying practical ideas, universal truths, and life-changing inspiration. Let's go have some fun. Through all of my decades of working on my own relationships and learning new things and practicing new things, I came up with six of the vital elements I believe that can help shift your relationship in 2023. I believe that if you guys love each other and you really do want to stay together, but you're downtrodden, you're exhausted, right? We get so exhausted from relationships not working that you might be having that thought that, gosh, I just don't want to do this anymore. Or maybe this is never going to get any better. Or should I just leave this relationship and try over fresh with somebody else? Well, the problem with that is that oftentimes we bring who we are into another relationship, the same energy, the same patterns, the same programming. And most often we will attract some iteration of the same problems. So why not heal? Why not get clearer in the relationship that you are in now? If there's two parties that want to do the work, you guys can reset your relationship and have the most bomb relationship that you have always wanted. So if you guys are new here, I invite you to subscribe and turn on notifications because I would love to have you in my community. And also I invite everybody to comment below and to share what you feel about this video, because I read all of your comments. I take them very seriously and I love to hear from you. So the first principle that I want to share with you guys is taking responsibility. Number one, so many times people don't want to take responsibility for their piece of the equation, for their bad, so to speak. And I say it like that because in my family, um, I've taught everybody to have this practice called my bad. What that means is, is we know when we're doing something that is low vibration or is potentially harmful for the relationship or is not from our highest self. We know that we have this indicator inside of us. It's called a soul. It's called a spirit. And it knows it's like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. But a lot of times the ego and our pride gets ahead of that. And it's like, mm, I'm not going to own that thing because if I own that, I might appear weak or then I might, it might appear like I'm the only problem. But here's what happens when we start taking responsibility for only our piece of the equation, okay, where the places that we know that we are going wrong, that we're not coming from our highest self. And we say, I own that I'm taking responsibility for that. And I'm going to do what it takes to heal that. What happens is, is the partner can relax because they're no longer fighting for you to know that thing that is hurting the relationship. They shouldn't have to fight with you. And same thing with you. You should not have to fight with your partner. So when we say, I take responsibility for that, that is my bad. And I'm going to work to heal that and to fix that. We are actually setting this beautiful foundation in the relationship. Now, the key is to not say, I'm sorry, and take ownership 8,000 times and do nothing about that, because that can be very distressing to a partner. Own it, take responsibility, and then follow up and do the work. The same thing on both sides of the equation. When both people are owning their piece of the dysfunction of the relationship, absolute miracles can happen. The second thing is to make your relationship a priority. With the busyness of life and the things that are going on, so many times we're we're worried more about our, you know, our physical looks or making money 
or um, a rest and relaxation time or whatever it might be, whatever your values might be, and you don't make your relationship a priority. Making your relationship a priority doesn't mean you have to give up all aspects of you. In fact, that would actually hurt your relationship because you would become codependent, you might become a doormat, and that's not going to do any good for anybody. What this is, is setting aside some time every single day to have some good communication with your partner, to talk to them, to ask them what's up with them, say, hey, how am I doing? How am I showing up? Is there anything I can do for you? And then wanting it. Make a priority to spend time together. When you guys spend time together, a lot of things will come up, just natural things in conversation that you can actually start to work on, or they're just aspects of each other that each other didn't know about. So I know it can be tough when everybody's working or there's different schedules or you have children or elderly parents you're caring for. I understand. And this doesn't take a lot of time. What it is, is an indicator to your partner that they matter. It's by saying, Hey babe, what's up? I just want to check in with you today because I love you and I care about your well-being. How are you doing? And just having a little conversation here and there as much as possible. I would suggest that you do this at least once a day and to try to spend some good quality time that is at least 30 to 60 minutes as often as possible during your work. Be willing to turn off Netflix. Be willing to have just some quiet time. Put on some music in the corner and just have a conversation. Become your best friend to your partner again. And the third thing is honesty and vulnerability. You would be surprised about how many couples are not being honest and vulnerable with each other. They are coming to the relationship with some type of armor or protection mechanism, something that was put into place from their past where their brain devised a way for them to stay protected because of the pain or the hurts that they, betrayals that they had experienced. So we come to the relationship and we're only willing to show these little pieces of ourselves the problem is that we are not giving the entirety of ourselves to our partners. So in essence, we're giving them a you know Lego kit to build and, and taking out 50 to 100 of the pieces. So they can't quite put this whole thing together because they don't know the entirety of you. So when you are honest with your partner, here's a couple things that we need to keep in mind, or when your partner is honest with you. It's important to let them share what they're sharing without judgment and without shame. A lot of times people are having these random thoughts about things or they're having these random feelings about things and they need to bring it to their partner. They need to share with you. But if we're quick to judge them, quick to shame them, quick to make them wrong, quick to shut them down, guess what's going to happen? They're not going to share with us. It, because we are we are providing an unsafe place for them. We need to be the safest place for our partner. We need to be their pillow to land on. But sometimes it's going to be about us, okay? Because we have to share with each other about how we're feeling about each other or what we feel about a certain situation or something that they said or did. So by providing that safe space, we are opening up the channels of communication. This doesn't mean the relationship is over. If you hear something that is negative or that might make you feel bad or feel guilty about something that you truly did do, because I never want you to own something that is not yours, but in that you have substance, you actually have something to work with, because if we're not speaking honestly and vulnerably, what's happening is our partners are having to assume. Okay. And assumptions 
are what they say is they make an ass of you and me. Why? Because we're not getting the true information. So we're assuming what this means. And then we're acting on the assumption and the thing could be over here. We're way over here telling a story about the thing. And then we're acting on that thing instead of coming to the true reason or the true, true feeling or the true thought or the true thing that is happening and working together as a team to create a solution. And vulnerability means speaking about your feelings. A lot of times people don't speak about their feelings. And this is, you know, widely true for men because men are taught to shut down their feelings and to not feel and to, you know, they might look like they're weak or something's wrong with them. So, but it can also be true with women. Okay. This is not just a male thing. Women can withhold their feelings as well because they have may, may have had an unsafe environment to share when they were growing up. So what we're looking at is really creating a container of safety for both parties where we can be honest and vulnerable. And the other person says, I hear you and I see you and let's see where we can go from there. And the fourth thing is to have integrity. What is integrity? To me, the, the short example is say what you mean and mean what you say. Now, this ties in also with honesty and vulnerability, but it's also about follow through. It's also, if you say you're going to be home by five, be home by five. If you say that you're going to take the weekend off from work because you really know that you need to spend time with your family, then take the weekend off from work. If it means that you are going to be kinder with your delivery, then be kinder with your delivery. Integrity is all about follow through. It's about your words having substance and it they provide a space for your person to connect with you and to trust you. Because when we mean what we say and say what we mean, there's a consistency in the relationship that sometimes couples are walking around without. And even though they're together and they could be married and really love each other, there's this trust, this deep trust that is missing. And in order to have a healthy, high-functioning relationship, we truly have to trust our partners. And the fifth thing should go without saying, but you know how we are, we're human beings, and we have feelings and emotions, and sometimes we spout out. The fifth thing is practicing kindness, kindness. I know sometimes we have to have hard conversations. I know sometimes our partner can say something that really gets our hairs up and gets us feeling frustrated or angry or get our feelings hurt, but that is no excuse for not speaking with kindness. We can speak our truth from calm assertiveness rather than from elevated emotion or elevated tone or elevated volume. So to practice kindness, again, is to provide a loving foundation in your relationship where both of you are going to feel safe. Because if one partner comes to the other partner and wants to share and talk about stuff and the other partner flares up and gets defensive and gets argumentative or starts to feel guilt or to shame and wants to deflect, which oftentimes we call this toxic, if we have that happening, partner, this partner is not going to want to come to that person. But if they know and start to believe and trust that they can come to you and say, hey, this is how I'm feeling, and they're going to be met with loving kindness. Doesn't mean the partner has to like what we're saying or agree with it because sometimes we, the way we're feeling is based on programming in our head. It could come from the triggers that we have. It could come from past experiences that we have not healed and we're bringing into this relationship. 
But when we are met with loving kindness, then we have a foundation that we can start to heal. And the sixth thing is to stop taking things personally. If you have not yet read the book, The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz, it is one of the best books out there. It's very tiny. It's very small. I think I read it in 45 minutes one afternoon some 20 years ago. But one of the things I learned from that was to stop taking things personally. And I was like, oh my gosh, this makes so much sense. So when someone is speaking to us and we make it about our worth, Okay, that's what taking things personally mean. It means that we're making it, we're processing it through our filter and it's saying that there's something wrong with me that I now need to fight, that I now need to defend. Well, the truth is, is that that's just that person's reality in this moment. It doesn't mean it's real. Okay, I've had people say things to me that were so outlandish and so out there and so not me. Like they they, they had no truth in it at all. Instead of going, oh my God, you're you're thinking this about me or you're doing that or whatever. I sat in it and I thought, interesting that their filter is seeing me this way. Okay. Come to it with curiosity. Don't come to it with attack or defense. Ask your partner more questions. And if they're completely off base, then you can say, is this really true? Do you see how I do this or do that or have done this? The opposite of what you're saying? Many times people are just functioning on this autopilot pattern of conditioned ways of thinking and feeling and processing information in the world. But when we can sit down with them, not take it personally and just hear them and say, tell me more. What happens is, is that they get the angst or whatever it is out of their body. And we're sitting there in a peaceful place, letting them share with us how they feel. Then when they're complete, then we can share and say, okay, now I would like to share what I'm thinking about this topic. All right, you guys, I hope you got a lot from this today. These are literally what I believe are the six game changers in a relationship. They're very, very simple, but they're going to take intentional focus. Now, I always say this too, that healing our relationships is not hard. Okay, this is not like trying to you know, run 50 miles when you haven't even started jogging one day or haven't even started going on walks. Okay. This is truly about intentional focus, putting a list up in your house and saying, these are the things, honey, that we're going to practice with each other. Maybe bring them to this recording and have them listen to it too. And then this can, this can actually be a catalyst for you guys to start one of your conversations. Or you can say, I'm going to meet up once a day with you for 10, 15, 30 minutes and say, let's talk about these things and see how we can improve our relationship. I started doing this, or one of the reasons why I started doing this work is because I was seeing so many divorces in the world and so many kids with fractured families. And although I do believe that some uh, divorces are absolutely necessary because there is some type of toxicity or abuse that is happening that are absolutely necessary. I also believe a lot of couples can stay together. And not only can they stay together, but they can thrive. So I hope this is a great jumping off place for you guys today where you can start resetting the foundation of your relationship so that you guys can have a loving, connected, intimate, trustworthy, and healthy relationship in 2023.